kids, welcome to another Let Them Burn. And real quick, I was about to say, you know, I, I got cheated. Yeah, you kind of did. I was but expecting I, you to do it. Well, you know, I just did. That's what it is, you know, but I had to do it in such a way to to not get demonetized or copyright strike, all that kind of shit. So you got the karaoke version for the intro there. Like I said, it's kind of one of those one offs since I had to gallivant around the country. You didn't you didn't tell him that it was a Sibian saddle with a dildo in it. <laughs> Kids, welcome to Let Them Burn. I know you missed us. There's like two of you here but i appreciate those two and and i'm sure bull rush does too and nick probably doesn't care but that's nick this is how it is and i'm already three beers deep already and and we're just beginning tonight kids because it's going to be a fun night i'm all about the audience so if there's only two people here i just i don't even feel like uh, i may just quit right now well you know actually there's currently nine so i was you know Oh, I'll Being stay for nine. Uh, yeah, well, that's, I was going to stay for nine. You know, contortionist girl looks like fun. Dude, th that's the point. That's why I threw it up there. It is the Halloween season. And when I saw that, I was like, I don't know what she looks like, but the fact that she can contort like that would, that's the point. So kids, tonight, we're, we're going to talk about all kinds of shit. What we're not going to talk about, Vince, is Croissant Gate 2023. We're not going there. That that might be a private show for members only. Maybe. But otherwise, yeah, we're not going there tonight. So as much as you want to throw that shit up there, where is it? There it is. Croissant Gate 2023. We're not talking about that tonight. No. It's not worth the time. But we are going to talk about secret kings everywhere. I'm not... Oh, uh, you're not, but I'm I'm going to, okay? Because this is one of the fun things, kids. When you're on the internet, like we all are at some point or another, throughout your day, you see some guy, some account, it's usually a guy, and he says something like, you know, something like, oh, the West has fallen, okay? Based off of, and he's replying usually to somebody else. And I think of that meme of the the dude standing in the corner. Everybody else is dancing and partying and having a good time. And that motherfucker's in the corner going, oh, the West is falling. Or, oh, the red pill's pathetic. And all I can think ultimately about it when I see and hear that shit is... And, and I'm telling you, kids... That, when you see that shit in the replies, or you see that shit as some kind of weird quote tweet, or even a regular tweet on, on X or Twitter or whatever we're calling it today, dude, welcome to the secret king. Somebody who has their covert contracts, whether it's with a whammon or it's with society in general, and they just want you to, you know, they, they, it's... The part that kills me, it's that uh, virtue is a necessity, okay? They're acting smug and holier than thou, you know. Oh, well, you know, 
going out and meeting random sleuths in a bar. Oh, the, you know, the red pills pathetic. And it's like, wow, dude, you're the guy in the corner wishing somebody would dance with you. But since they're not, because you're too big of a pussy, you decide to make your virtue and, you know, your necessity a virtue. You're deciding, ah, well, I'm, I'm better than uh, that shit while I'm sitting here drinking my drink on my own. Look at these motherfuckers over here having fun. Ah, those stupid bastards. They have no idea. That's the kind of shit. And all I'm going to do from now on, because I have the meme, I have a blank fucking template. Any motherfucker says some stupid shit, they're getting that one. Because it's like, ah, look here, a secret king. And they're everywhere. Fuck. That's all I got to say about that. Jesus Christ, what the hell's going on here, chest? Hamas, your jihad belongs to us. <laughs> makes, makes me want to behead some babies. Right? Something like that. Oh, my God. You guys are fucking... You guys in the chat. Jesus Christ. So we're crowing the Apex Gamma Mail. Yes! Yes, because they're everywhere. Except, here's the fun thing I'm going to say about the, the crowing the Apex Gamma Mail. One thing that... I don't remember if it was Vox Day or who it was that came up with these fucking terms. But they got something right besides the secret king thing. These guys actually can pull pussy, okay? Most of the motherfuckers I'm seeing online, they're more of the Omega. They're lucky they even got invited to the party to begin with. That's the difference between, I guess, the... Vox Day definition of a gamma male and an omega. But when I see these assholes, you know, the West has fallen and, you know, uh, the most exciting memory you had was pulling them with some bar salute. The red pill's pathetic. It's like, dude, you wouldn't even be invited to the party. You wouldn't even be there. That's the best part. I actually have the meme where I erased, painstakingly erased the people dancing, the men and the women dancing. It's just the dude standing in the corner all by himself because that's the truth. And that's why it's, I don't even know if they're gamma males. They're more omegas that are just fucking bitter. And once you see it, you can't unsee it. That's the point. And they're everywhere. And for me, as far as I'm concerned, they are all, they're all worthy and deserving of mockery. They're all, you know, point and laugh and be that guy, the, the kid from the Simpsons, the ha ha, be that guy. Fuck these guys. Maybe they'll shut the fuck up. <coughs> you all right there, Nick? You know it reminds me of what? When I was going into the ninth grade. <laughs> Where I lived, there was a section of town. We had five high school, five large high schools in the town I grew up in, large by, you know, Alabama standards. Right. And there, there were a couple of school districts that were adjacent to each other. And because of zoning issues and all kinds of other shit, if you lived in a certain area, you could, you could pick which high school you wanted to attend. You had to attend the middle school near you, but when it was time for high school, you could either attend the one or the other. And so 
I had spent elementary school and part and half of middle school in one zone. And then we moved and I spent the rest of middle school and would be spending high school in zone B. And a lot of people, a lot of dudes from zone A were coming to zone B for high school. And so I, I was playing football and a lot of the guys on the team were guys that played, you know, guys that I had known when I went to zone A. So I reconnected with all those guys. And then a couple of weeks before school started, I get this invitation for this party that some that this chick is throwing at, you know, some local clubhouse, local club that has a clubhouse. And so I go to this party and it's like, you know, it's all the cool kids, all the rich kids, all the popular kids from both school districts. Right. Now, I technically was not one of them, but for some reason, probably because they knew me from before, they just threw me on the list because they're like, oh, hey, he, he used to go to school over here. You know, we'll we'll invite him. So I so I went to this thing and you know how they you know how they talk about, you know, as you know, as you get older, you talk about, hey, it's a small club and you're not in it. Right. You know, if you know, so so this was the era of, you know, a lot of people didn't find out about the party, whether it was that one or subsequent ones down the line. You know, they didn't find out about the party until Monday. So if you're the guy that doesn't find out about the party until Monday, you know, it's a small club and you ain't out oh, kind man, of thing. Exactly. And and, if you were if you found out after the fact, you weren't invited. Yeah. And there's a reason. Right. <laughs> And so there, there were a lot of dudes and there were a lot of dudes in high school and I ran, you know, I've always been kind of an oddity. So I ran in as many circles as I could. And so, but I, I was never like totally accepted in any of them. I was, you know, and, and maybe there were reasons for that, but I was, I was always more comfortable just, you know, as soon as I got accepted too much, I had to go somewhere else because I didn't want, you know, I didn't want to, I didn't want to, first of all, I'm not a joiner to begin with. And second of all, you know, it's the, you know, I don't want to be a member of any club that would have me in it kind of shit. Right. Oh my God, dude. Yeah. You're like my spirit animal. Yeah. Right. So. You know, so so I went through these periods where sometimes I'd be I, I would be included in this exclusive shit, and sometimes I wouldn't. And you know, I just kind of you know took it you know took it all in stride. So like you know, if if the if on Monday I was going through a phase where I'm hanging out with all the nerd friends, you know, and except for whatever reason I got invited to the you know to the special party that weekend that nobody knows about unless you're there. You know, it was that kind of thing. And I would listen to them talk and they were all like, you know, oh, what'd you do this weekend? I was like, oh, I just I went to this party. And they're like, oh, yeah. You know, and then they'd start running it all down. Right. It's all like, <laughs> oh, you know, that chick ain't so hot. And, you know, this ain't that and whatever, whatever. And I'm like, you're fucked in the head. She's hot as fuck. You know, yeah, she, right. she, may, she may be an asshole, but she's hot, you know, kind yeah. of stuff. And so I started seeing this stuff very early where people would, you know, make necessity of virtue or just run down the shit that they didn't have a shot at and all that other kind of stuff. And, you know, it always, it always kind of, of amused me because technically, you know, on one level, those guys weren't wrong about any of those things they said and about any of those people they said, because they were kind of douchebags, but you know, in high school, pretty much everybody's a douchebag, you know, you can't, 
you, you can't be too you can't be too hard on anybody because everybody's kind of fucked in the head while you're you know 16 or whatever <laughs> you know i almost don't want to post this but since dre's bringing it up where's where's the thing where is it? there it is Jesus. I, I i know this is this is the part where the members are weaponizing the chat against me. But that's all right. Good morning from the Middle East. Who's the Sigma, Gamma, and Beta of the Holy Spurg Triad? Is Rob or Cappy the supreme ruler of the Short Kings? Here's the fun thing, Dre. <clears throat> Cappy can be whatever he wants. I don't give a fuck. So whether that makes me the ruler or just completely indifferent, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I'm but, the I'm the gamma. I'm I am if you if you only knew how much I burned with envy. <laughs> you could you could melt, you can open up an ice fishing hole with the with the heat that comes off the way I burn with envy. I, I can believe that. And like Chess said here, crappy is a solid five foot nine. Ask him. No, 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 chest. No, no. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. You, you, you don't have to ask him. He'll tell you. <laughs> Just saying. It's like the, the guys, you know, how do you know a guy listens to Joe Rogan? Don't worry. He'll tell you. How do you know Cappy's 5'9"? Don't worry. He'll fucking tell you. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know what I like about Cappy? Hmm. And it's not a lot, but he is an asshole. Yeah. And, you know, I like assholes. Okay. You haven't met him in person. I have. Uh, I'm not. The more, the more of an asshole he is, the the better, the better. Because, you know, I, because I know that, you know, an asshole is not going to get any of my time. An asshole is not going to get any of my attention. An asshole is not going to get any of my cash. But if there's any other guy in the chat that knows better, this is the guy. I can sit there. I Just can saying, sit there. Your 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 thoughts and your wishful thinking of ah, he's an asshole. He's not the biggest asshole that you think. Ask Chad. And we can talk about it later. Just saying. He's not that look, big of an asshole. I don't have a lot of talents, but one of my talents is bringing out the true asshole in people. And I'm just, I know that if Cappy and I hung out, I would, I would help him become the, the best asshole he can be. Well, maybe, maybe, you know, I, I, know, under maybe. I understand your power. Okay. I do. I understand your power, Nick. I, I, I've, I've glimpsed it, but I'm so you're just like the asshole whisperer. Kind of. I whisper, I whisper her in assholes. <laughs> well, you know, Baron brought up a good point, but I'm, I'm just going to say this. He's not the asshole you think he is. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Just, you well, know, the other part would be. You're going to be disappointed. So I'm going to be disappointed that he's not a big enough asshole. Yes. He will be when I'm done with him. <laughs> I make, I make assholes bigger. <laughs> Oh, oh, Nick! You guys, you guys take so long to catch on to shit. I swear to God, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to go find, you know, some better friends or something. Salad whisper. <laughs> nice, Dre. 
Here's to you. Well, I'm thinking about it. Now, say if 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 we had already, if you might be eligible for next Thursday's Harshness of the Week Award, because like I mentioned on Twitter, I'm bringing Harshness of the Week back. And there's only one real rule concerning Harshness of the Week, and it's that you can't campaign for it. So if you campaign for Harshness of the Week, you're not going to get it. You know, it's just got to be, it's just got to be a an organic emanation manifestation of who you are so i'll be on the lookout for that it doesn't and it doesn't necessarily have to be on twitter it can be anywhere and you know some random person on instagram who i don't know might end up winning harshness of the week you never know but i I um, like that beginning (laughs) beginning now you know the the first reinstatement of the of the award ceremony will be next week so somebody will win harshness of the week next week but you can't campaign for it you can you can just outright pay for it though so anybody that sends me fifty dollars to my punchriot at gmail.com paypal you will be harsh you know you will be harshness of the week and if for some reason you know five of you send me 50 bucks then you'll have the opportunity to send more and outbid the next guy to become the harshness of that week. So just keep that in mind. I take bribes. It's all about, it's all about the dough. That's, you know, that's actually pretty harsh when you think about it. Um, Real quick, Baron Gaslight. He's not the biggest asshole, but he tries so hard. Here's how I know. And this is why I say, because I've met him and on more than one occasion, this is where Nick in his quest to make him a bigger asshole than he already is, is doomed to fail. Just say, well, you know, I don't fail. I'm, I'm slapping you at the fucking gauntlet, motherfucker. I don't fail. I'm Sparta. <laughs> this is Sparta. That's right. Do I'm that. fucking, you know, I'm fucking, I'm bronze. I'm bronze age. I'm just not a pervert. Okay. Ooh. I'm I'm straight out of ancient fucking ancient fucking Sparta. You won't I will not be defeated. I can only be I can't be defeated. I can only be killed. Oh, there it is. There it is. But here's how I know from what Baron said to extrapolate off of this. He's not the biggest asshole, but he tries so hard. And the truth is, here's why. Because he still cares. That's why. That's why he's not the biggest asshole. The motherfucker goes on and on for the the dough, the grift, whatever. But in the end, I've seen the chink in his armor. And it's right under, it's right next to his gay hand, next to his fucking kidney. And it's the fact that motherfucker still cares. Where I'm like, who gives a fuck, Aaron? Let him burn. Fuck him. Ah, well, you see, Rurb? And uh, I don't want to hear it, Aaron. I already know you're a nice guy. You care. I don't. That's a lie. But see, that's a lie too. I've 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 seen you care. How dare you, sir? How I've seen you, you care, sir. How when? When did I care? You've talked I've you've talked to Bull about his problems. That's caring. I care about Bull. I care well, about you. I care about Vince. I do not care about the the guys in general like Aaron Clary does. I fuck them. Let them burn more for me. Fuck Care. Hey, caring is caring. No, it's yeah. there's a difference. <laughs> caring is caring, and your your stick is that you want to be the guy who really doesn't care, but you really do. 
Oh, you may be more selective in your oh, caring. God damn, you're putting a you're putting the dagger in. All right, but you but you do care. You're like you're like Satan, but you do miss God. Do I? You miss hating him. Ooh, and that's caring. Fair enough. I'll give you that one. <laughs> I'll give you that one. Hey, real quick, Dark Knight Dev here. Let me let me get the sound effect because we're special here. <laughs> Dark Knight Dev for the $2. Thank you, sir. I'm five foot nine. Gonna buy a shirt that says Short King. As you should, sir. As you should. Because, well, if you're if you're under six foot, clearly you're a short king. Just saying. So y'all gonna start the shortcake club. Dude, I'm already the a member and the president. Your your vanilla shortcake, Dev is chocolate shortcake. Jesus. <laughs> I like it. I'll be I'll be strawberry shortcake. Oh Jesus. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> bull rush bull rush can be meatloaf shortcake. <laughs> Wrench a lot of shortcake. <laughs> Wrench a lot of shortcake. That's about yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> bull rush cares more than both of us combined. That's his fatal flaw. It really is. Wants, Give me a few few more years, guys. Yeah, he want you know he still you know he still wants fresh guacamole on his enchiladas. <laughs> Nothing but the best for his enchilada. <laughs> Dingleberry. Oh look, McTubus. Oh wait, that, that Who, who's that guy? Who's he? Oh, this guy isn't he that asshole that talked about you guys are gonna do shit for you know I don't know for three more years. That was that guy. <laughs> I thought McTubus was that guy that got arrested for January sixth shit, but oh, <laughs> maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> oh shit. I mean the problem with the problem with harshness of the week is if I were honest, I would be the winner every week because you're not gonna out harsh me. Well, that's well, hey kids. <laughs> welcome to the Gamma Mail Club. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I told you I was the gamma of the group. I'll just own it. Yeah, that why I'll not? take it. At least I have an identity. You're no longer a secret king, you're the king. <laughs> I'm the obvious king. The obvious king. Oh shit. Uh you know what? Roman's not wrong when he said this, because I've met him. And I've got him by about an inch, inch and a half. Yeah. His woman's actually about my height. Yeah. True statement. Jesus. Yeah. No, Roman's a, Roman's shorter than me, and I'm a short fucker. So Roman knows what's up. Yeah, because I'm I remember uh me and Roman met up at a bar near his place a few years back and i went in the bar i saw it like why the fuck do they got a kid sitting at the bar oh wait that's roman <laughs> like you guys could you guys could put on your own uh production of of mice and men they could be much. they can be extras extra oompa loompas in uh charlie and the chocolate factory could hang out with them and it'd be like playing with my gi joes when i was a kid <laughs> i mean i'm not i'm a betting yeah. guy my money is on two thirds of the panel. I may get another three years. 
<laughs> Buddy, I'll be if if I make it another three hours, I'm gonna be surprised. I gotta Dude, I'm in we'll the all be surprised. Room. We're surprised you made it this far. <laughs> no lies detected, so am I. Oh shit. Hey, every day I wake up, I'm like, holy shit, I'm still here. It's like, wow, that's it. You know, that's it. You ever wake up at an odd hour, you walk around your house and it's like, where the fuck am I? That's the, that's the, that's the stage that I'm at. I woke up the other morning at like 1.45, 2 o'clock. I'd been asleep for, I fell asleep like at, you know, 6 o'clock or some shit just randomly after drinking half a bottle of bourbon. And I woke up at two and I came walking out, you know, I came walking out in the living room and it was just like, everything feels weird at two o'clock in the morning. I came in the kitchen and made myself some food and I was sitting in there eating my dinner at, you know, two fifteen or whatever. And it was just, <laughs> and I was, I was sitting there thinking, how the rest, how's the rest of this day going to go? Cause either I'm, because I'm eating now, so that's going to get my my metabolism going, and then you know, so I'm not going to be able to get to sleep for another five hours, and I'm going to go to sleep at nine o'clock in the morning. So I did what any you know responsible adult would do. I poured myself a big glass of bourbon with my you know with my hamburger, and you know I I was I was back asleep by three, <laughs> and I woke up at seven thirty. So. Uh. Don't you, you know, when that happens? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I really do. Uh, that ties in just a little bit to the, the village by the sea trip that I just got done from. Okay. The the first day that I got in, yeah, I missed the sunrise and all that shit because, you know, it's two hours ahead and it's like, what the fuck? You've been on a plane, all this shit. But then the next day, you know, Vince and I were like, yeah, we're going to get up at, you know, the crack of dawn and watch the sun come up. And I set an alarm and we did. We, we went out and had our gay moment holding hands on the beach, watching the sun come up. <clears throat> and it hits differently than it does watching it come over the mountains. Okay. But then every fucking day after that, it doesn't matter what time I went to bed. Fucking like 6.30 in the morning, my body wakes up. And I'm like, here I am. Wow, I'm here another day. And I'm like, motherfucker, you're awake. I acclimated that quick. And, and, and so might as well get up and have, you know, have breakfast of champions. You know, get up, crack one open, go out and watch the sunrise, take a picture, send it to the girl, and then, yeah, now I'm up for the rest of the day or most of it, you know, until TJ starts talking and then I want to take a nap, you know, you know, he, he's a good lullaby. I'll give him that. He's brief. Very. Take naps very and he starts talking. You know what I, you know what I used to do to get to sleep? I'm a big, I, I'm, I'm a, for whatever reason, a lot of times when I go to sleep, I'll put some stand up comedy on you know, on my phone app for Netflix and I'll just, you know, I'll start that shit going and I'll, and I'll sit, th I'll sit there and I'll listen to the, I'll listen to the, uh, to the stand up routine because the heart, you know, the more I try to listen and pay attention, the tireder I get, the more I, more likely I am to fall asleep. Yeah. Well, well, one thing I did a while back and, you know, and I'm, and this is, this is not meant as shade, but I bought Rich Cooper's audio book for the, you know, the, how the to alpha, be an alpha male, the, the, the alpha male who fucked the 
prom queen or whatever that book's called. <laughs> whatever. Waiting around at the finish line to fuck the winners. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I did that because I just, I like, there's certain people I like keeping up with a little bit, even if I don't, cause I don't watch rich regularly, but at one point, you know, years ago I, I did. In fact, rich is how I found out about Rolo. Same. And, and so, but the best part of that book, and this is no shade against the content because I've never made it through the content, is that Rich narrates the book himself. Okay. And anybody who's listened to Rich knows he's got a very deep, monotone voice. Mm, that and that motherfucker will put you to sleep in five fucking minutes. I, you know, his nickname, his nickname ought to be, you know, tall glass of whiskey because that <laughs> motherfucker will knock you out in five minutes so i've never made it through the book yet because i'll put that shit on and it's like it's like a it's like a it's like a base metronome by the time you know you know get five minutes into it and i'm out and the next thing i know it's the next morning and i wake up and it says hey book is finished and i'm like well maybe i absorbed some of it through osmosis while i slept but <laughs> if you if you want a surefire way to get to sleep and you don't drink you don't want to take melatonin because melatonin can make you kind of groggy the next day. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. And you don't want to do CBD or any of that kind of shit. Do this, take, take some, you know, start taking a little bit of magnesium on the regular close to bedtime and just buy Rich's audio book and start that fucker up when you lay down and, and he'll have you, he'll have you knocked out. And again, this is no shade against the content. Right. Oh, no, this is how you get to fucking sleep. Because I've never made it through the content. This is an unintended consequence of Rich right. narrating his own book. Mm. Real you quick, know. I want to go through some of the chat here that ties into that. But first, we got to do the Tuscan Raider thing. <laughs> Nonstop Dre 360 for the $2 super chat. Thank you, sir. Rob secretly has closet of his plan. Well, I, closet? I don't, dude. Where are you drinking? You know, are you smoking? What are you doing? But closet of his plan to save the West. Yes, yes, I'm going to save the West, and I'm going to start by telling all of you what Nick just said, which is, if you don't drink, you don't smoke, you don't do melatonin or sleeping pills or God forbid Ambien. Just, just get a copy of Rich Cooper's book and turn it on and you'll be out in five minutes because he'll put you to sleep. Okay. So there it is. All right. Moving on real quick. Another one from nonstop Dre. And here we go. For another $2. Rob's prostate or prostate by the C2023. It only gets harder, dude. No, 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 no. It doesn't get harder. It gets bigger. That's what happens. <clears throat> okay. So to, to throw some sleep remedies, some of you motherfuckers have got some shit to say. Vince said, oddly enough, Rob has soft hands. Just ask James. Yes, there was video that I don't remember if you posted it on your Instagram or not. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. There was moments where 
James fell asleep first. And in in our circle, that's not the place to be. You don't want to be that guy. Okay. Well, Chad brings up a good one. Smoke some ganja. But again, Chad, if you're a, a purist, you're a guy that decided ganja and and alcohol are not your thing because control issues. You know, I can't control myself, which ties into the coffee date thing. I'm going to come back to this. I'm going to put a pin in it. Oh, I like the sound of that. That sounds like, oh, there we go. What do you, what is that? It's seltzer water. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> he's got to cut the bourbon somehow, I guess. Yeah, well, I was going to say, he's got to, he's got to. Cut the cut the fucking bourbon somehow. So that's fair. Frat boys drink beer, men drink whiskey. What can I say? Oh Jesus. All right. <laughs> Nick woke up with six pack abs, six figures, and grown six inches from listening to Rich Cooper's book while sleeping. <laughs> I, okay. So I'm I did have consequence. <laughs> I had I had six pack abs at one point. I no longer have them. Six figures, yeah. Uh, you know, my dick's about six inches or so. You know, nothing, nothing huge. <laughs> oh, it's, it's bigger. It's bigger than the statistical average for a Caucasian North American male. Let's just say that. Well, there you have it. You know, white men can't jump, and apparently, you know, unless you're Nick or you're. Ron Jeremy, why men can't fuck either. So Jesus. Stump water. Oh, I'm not gonna talk. I, I won't talk about the, the girth. The girth. Um, yeah. Stump water. <laughs> <laughs> uh the fact that the stump is still a thing. I love it. Because I've seen that more recently when you've been reviving uh dispatch. 15 and some of the other shit i love it well i posted i posted a new dispatch I, I received a new dispatch the other morning because i've got what i've not talked about before is i've got two you know i've got well i mean i've got many stumps out there but i've got two that are my my main stumps one is one is one is my piss what is my pissing stump and the other is my sitting stump and what i often do is i'll go out there with my early morning coffee, if I make coffee. And if not, it's just my hot lemon water because I'm an old man and I'll I'll take a good piss on my pissing stump. And then I'll sit on the sitting stump for a while and drink my morning beverage and commune with nature. And and lately for some reason, Corona has been speaking to me through animals again. It started with a squirrel the other morning when it was kind of foggy. I have it's been a few days, so I haven't received anything new yet, but you know, there's always tomorrow. So yeah, well, something to wake up for. This isn't spinning plates, kids. This is spinning stumps. <laughs> Sorry. If you if you've never run dread game on your stumps, then you don't you're not alpha. Oh fuck. <laughs> Uh, I almost want to call the show right there because I'll tell you, I don't think we're going to get any more peak than that. <laughs> that's, peak, that's peak alpha shit, at least down here in redneck land it is. Because <laughs> that, 
I mean, you know, we were talking about coffee dates before and, you know, my point is that a beginner, you know, cannot fuck off of a coffee date, uh, off of a coffee date, but somebody with some experience can, because I've gone on plenty of coffee dates and they pretty much all ended with, you know, them back at my house in my bedroom. But I also, you know, I also have stump game, so which a lot of people don't. <laughs> and so I get to talking about, you know, you get to talking about your, that's why I love Alabama girls. That's why I like Southern <laughs> girls. Cause you, you know, you get, you get to talking about, you know, coffee, get, you know, about, about your stumps over coffee in the middle of the afternoon. And, you know, I always bring my flask. So I, I spice up my coffee with a little bit of, you know, with a little bit of secret sauce and, and, you know, you get to talking about stumps and then before long, she's like, well, when am I going to get to see your stumps? And then it's like, well, right now, now's as good a time as any. So, you know, we'll come back and, you know, we'll say, wow. And, you know, the funny thing is that once you get back here, they never even, you know, we never even make it to the backyard to look at the stumps. We always, you know, go straight to the bedroom. But, you know, that's, you know, that's advanced shit. That's not for, you know, that's not for all you guys that are just, you know, you know, hoping to kiss a girl for the first time. Oh, geez. Yeah. Right. All right. I got to put something in the chat real quick. You know, uh, Roman makes reference to something I posted about, you know, if you if you microwave cold coffee, you're not alpha, bro. And, you know, the funny thing is that I actually got a response to that where some guy was like, you know, arguing with me about <laughs> And I don't, I don't know if he was just, I don't know if he was just, I don't know if he was just like, you know, following my lead and playing the game or if he was really like, you know, well, I just drink my coffee cold. That's about as alpha as it gets. Yada, yada, yada. Um, Those guys. Yeah. Well, but you know, but I don't know, but you know, he may have, you know, he may be mis, uh, misreading my satire and I may be misreading his, I don't know. He may be, he may be right along there with me and he's he's just go, he's an even better straight man than I am and I just I'm not picking it up so I you know I suspend judgment on all that shit I don't I don't need another reason to beef with people <laughs> stump stump game is coming out in 2024 but since you mentioned it um you know for the last year I've been working on this book on dread game and uh, that'll be out that'll be out in a few weeks It'll be uh, the the Nick August Dread Game book will will be out about a week before Ryan Stone's Dread Game book, and, and yours uh, will probably be better. Just saying. Well, if 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 you see any plagiarism, you'll know where it's coming from, since mine will be out first. <laughs> <laughs> well, Nick's 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 book is going to be in English, not Canadian, so. There's also it can be hard to read Canadian as <laughs> as as a as a speaker of American English. You know, Canadian Canadian is like Swahili. It can't it can it can be like Swahili. Yeah, I, I get it with all the A's and and whatever other bullshit they throw in there, the pardon me's and yeah, but you know, then again, Canada always was the hat to America. The hat. Yeah. America's America's toque. Yeah. Canada is America's toque. <laughs> With a floppy ball on the top. <laughs> oh. Dude, that's going to be a short. I can tell you that right now. 
<laughs> I love the shit you pick for shorts. <laughs> Dude, I I've only gone through going back to the the last episode we did. I, I've only gone through about a third. And I'm like, oh well, this is going up. This is going up. And I'm like, oh, it, you know, Canada's America's toque. Yeah. That that's just for for Ryan himself, you know, just for him. It's for it's Ryan like, and for it's for Ryan, it's for Ginger and Mike. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Who are, you know, who are my favorite expats from Canada? Right, living over in Costa Rica or wherever the hell they are now, Puerto Rico or something. The thing I like about Ginger and Mike is they're you know, first of all, they're like you know normal people you'd want to hang out with, kind of you know they're they're right. normal but you know quirky, but that's that's normal. Cool. That's, that's better. Yeah, normal. But you know, but but they like you know they're doers. They're not just talkers. They didn't just you know stay in Canada and bitch about it or yeah, you know say Canada love or leave it. They said you know this is some bullshit. So we're gonna we're going to go down to the land of, you know, monkeys and chickens and, you know, you know, create our own paradise. And they fucking did. So yeah, you got to, res- you got to respect that. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's the thing, kids, you know, right there. When, when you see an account and they LARP and carry on, it's secret King energy about, you know, fuck Canada, but yet you're still there. All right. These people were like, you know, fuck, Canada and they fucking left. You know, they actually went to the land of turkeys and, and monkeys and decided it and rolled. Yeah, they really did. And that I give them credit for that. It's like, wow, they they decided to put their their money where their mouth is. That they're like, Yeah, fuck this. We're going over here. We're gonna go live in the jungle. And it's like, all right, and that's what they're doing. You know, no, 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 hey, I'm leaving Twitter. Hey guys, guys, I'm leaving Twitter. No, they they were like, I'm leaving Canada, and everyone, went, yeah, right. And whoa, shit, they're actually in the land of monkeys and turkeys. Yeah, uh, and they didn't they didn't go down there and live in some you know gringo condo in the middle of you know whatever Costa Rica's largest city is. They li- they literally went up you know and lived in the jungle where you know crazy shit you know runs through their yard every day and. They're having Every- to fight off. They're having to fight off pythons and shit just to go to the bathroom, and you know, so they have to carry machetes everywhere they go. So you know that you know props. Hey, for- sounds like machete twitters coming back. And who would have thought that it would have been from a, a you know a redheaded ginger? You know, Jesus. Machete, oh. machete, machete Twitter. I don't think machete Twitter ever left. It just got you know buried. Got old. Got just got up. old and got old, got old and gray. Yeah, Bull needs to dust off his tattoo and start showing it to the world again, because Machete Twitter <laughs> is going to make a comeback in 2024. We're just—is it? Is it? I don't know. I'm just—I'm here for it. Yes, hey, I—I'm here for it too. I'm trying to incentive. Oh, and he fucking takes his face off. Jesus Christ. I, I was trying to incentivize him to show that shit to the world. And what does he do? Fuck off, Rob. I'll uh, tell you what really what really ended Machete Twitter was the was the exit of Barry Nishizawa because Barry was really the heart and soul of Machete Twitter. The rest of us are really just hangers on, but you know, he really kept the spirit of Machete Twitter alive. And when he when he ditched Twitter 
it was just it just wasn't the same anymore without him you know it's like never has been no there, never will be a couple of guys who've tried and and i i respect their their incentive you know their their idea but it's like you're not Barry go away the last the last that i heard from Barry he was in the australian outback being chased by a bunch of chinese communists who were dressed as kangaroos and and at first, at first he was like, he was like, he was like, you know, August. I was like, yeah. And he was like, fix it to slay some kangaroos. And I was like, you know, good. Send me, send me some kangaroo meat. And then the line went dead. And then I got a text that was just, it was weird because it was written like it was an old school telegraph. It was like, it was like, August, stop, you know. Kangaroos actually Chinese communist in kangaroo suits. Stop. Not sure what my next move is. Stop. Oh. I'm I'm heading for a creek bed. And that was the last I ever heard from him. So yeah, I believe that. Hey, <clears throat> there, you know, that brings up the question. There's a couple of things here. Because I'm seeing two dissenting opinions. Baron, speaking of kangaroo, says kangaroo jerky is pretty good. And then Roman says. Kangaroo meat is awful. Apparently, one of you guys needs to do a fucking poll on Twitter with three options. Either it's great, it's awful, or never had it. Because I want to know. Because that's my question. Is kangaroo meat any good or no? Well, I, you know, I, does there's, there's, like there's, so, there's so much shit out there that, you know, that's such a matter of personal taste that it's really hard to know unless you... You try some and it was and it's, you know, so there are two things happening here. One is, you know, around here, everybody loves butter pecan ice cream. And I hate that shit. And I don't I don't know why, but I just don't like it. That doesn't mean it's bad. It just means it's not for me. And so it could be one of those situations. It could also be the fact that, you know, a lot of times when you try game meat, you know, the 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 way it was handled and processed varies mm -hmm. a lot from person to person. And so if you have somebody that doesn't doesn't really, you know, uh, handle and store and process their game meat well, because I love deer meat, but I've had some by, you know, that friends of mine have had that, you know, tasted like absolute shit. But it wasn't because the deer meat was necessarily bad. I mean, maybe the deer was eating cigarette butts and rattlesnakes. I don't know. But, you know, <laughs> for the most part, you know. I've never, I've never had any deer that any of us have killed that I thought was bad at all. I, yeah, I love the shit. Here. Yeah, but same there here. are, but there are, there are people who just handle their their game meat poorly, and then it, it ends up tasting bad. And then there's also some people that just, you know, and I don't think this is true of Roman's case because Roman is a sophisticated man of the world. He's but sophisticated. Yeah. So, some people don't like it, you know, if, if it if it tastes any different from, you know, the grain fed hamburger they get from their grocery store, they don't like it, which also doesn't mean it's bad. It just means that, you know, you're you you have you have become accustomed to a, to a certain expectation that's not being met. Mm. So, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff out there, but Fair. I'm going to I have to go. I'm going to have to go on the assumption that, you know, if I. If I tried, because I've never tried game meat that I didn't like if it was processed and handled well. But, you know, I'll also, you know, fuck just about any bitch on two legs. So, you know, <laughs> you, may not, 
<laughs> again, maybe I'm not, maybe I'm not the, you know, maybe you're not the guy, you're not the, the, the source to go to source. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like I have, I feel like I have discriminating tastes in all things, but I also have very low standards. So I don't what? know what you do with I that. I think, I think the moral of the story, the moral of the story is that guys, if you don't handle your meat properly, Nick's not going to eat it. <laughs> I'm not going to make your asshole bigger. <laughs> I'm not going to make you into the biggest asshole out there. Well, mm. you never know. Thinking of game meat, uh, at least in granted, I'm I'm in good company with Nick at least because I've had game meat that was my own that I you know I bagged it myself, and I've also had game meat from other people, and I've had some game meat that was real gamey. Real fucking gamey. Man, it was still pretty good by my standards. Okay. I've also had some game meat, again, from other people that it was grass-fed fucking, you know, Angus fucking black burger type of shit. You know, that is like, oh, wow, that's really nice. Either that's like, way. That's like with hog, like with wild hogs, If depending on what they're eating and what their mm. diet is, that, that meat's going to taste different. If they're eating like corn, alfalfa and stuff, they're being fed that. They're going to taste better than if they're eating like fucking crickets and whatever. They you know, the, the weird thing, the weird thing about grass fed beef is that I, you know, when I got onto this, mostly, you know, I'm mostly a, you know, just eat animal protein. That's my main, that's my main thing. It's not all I do because I'm not a zealot or a fanatic about well, practically anything. So mm. I do, you know, when in Rome and shit, but, you know, I mainly just eat eat that so when i first started doing that i ended up i went to sam's club and i bought a whole bunch of grass-fed beef from there and when i cooked that shit and ate it all i could taste was grass it really tasted like grass to me and it put me off and i was like yeah i'm just gonna eat the cheap shit from the grocery store or <laughs> you know or maybe from one of those meat subscription services which i've occasionally ordered you know big boxes of shit from them and stuff but the but that grass Maybe if I just got grass finished, it wouldn't be that bad. But if all the grass-fed beef that I've ever eaten had a, I could taste a real strong grassiness to it, and I didn't like it for that reason. So you know, I'm not quite the connoisseur or aficionado to uh, to reply to that comment. But goddamn, mm -hmm. Dre, really? Have any mm -hmm. of you guys had dog meat before? I've had it when I was in Asia, and it tasted great. But I didn't know it was dog prior to eating it. I thought it was really tender chicken. <laughs> I've got a, I've got a friend I used to work with who's from the Philippines, not Dante, but shout out Dante. <laughs> and and he was like, he came to America when he was like thirteen or something. And uh, but he was like, yeah, we used to eat dog all the time back home. And I was like, how was it? He's like. Oh, just like anything else. I was like, all right. Well, you know, I, I don't know. As far as I know, and I'm not, you know, throwing a morality clause here. I'm like, hey, whatever. It, to, to my knowledge, that's where I'll, you know, put the asterisk up there. You know, put the quote, you know, the air quotes. To my knowledge, I've never eaten dogs, so I don't know what dog yeah, I mean, I have yeah. eaten, I've, I've eaten a lot of shark and, uh, you know, I like shark. The, good. the shark's yeah. good. The, the best, the, honestly, the best shark I've had was shark that was smoked and made into like this pate. Mm. 
or and it had it had like a lot of like the dude that made this he he was i was i was actually on my honeymoon down in florida and we went by the seafood market to pick up some seafood to bring home and cook and uh, he had this he, he sold this shark pate that he made and he had a bunch of samples out so i sat there and i was like holy fuck, this is some of the best shit I've ever had. So I bought a, you know, I bought a, you know, like a pound and a half of his, of his shark pate and pretty much ate that the entire week of our honeymoon. But, you know. I was that before or after you made him eat the peanut butter? No. Wait, who, who are you talking to, me or Ty? Ty Cobb. Ty Cobb said they, uh, they kissed, they kissed their dog. I used kissed to kiss my dog. dog. I used to kiss my golden retriever. <laughs> mm. I mean, not tongue or anything. <laughs> just you know kiss kiss her on the nose kiss her on the side of the face she was a sweet dog alligator's good i've had i've had alligator both at both at restaurants and people who've got alligator tags mm. and they killed some themselves that's pretty good stuff man you guys are making me fucking hungry you have to wait till the puppy is eight years old you train him to jump in the pot well you know that's like veal you know, it's like, it's the best type is the youngest. It's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like shooting. It's like shooting spotted fawns by accident. By accident. accident. It, was a little, it, was, it was, they were in the shadows. I couldn't tell. Mm -hmm. didn't, didn't know if they had horns or not. That's right. <laughs> oh, you know, I've, I've had I've had three dogs, and honestly, the the only reason I haven't gotten another dog, I mean, at first it was because I was traveling all the time, and then you know, a few years ago, I stopped most of that. But honestly, it 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 breaks me up too hard when I get attached to these dogs and they die because they don't live, you know, they don't live forever. They don't live as long as we do. And it's just like, that's, that's hard. Yeah. And I, I don't know why that is, but it's like, you know, you get, you know, especially my golden retriever, because I got her at eight weeks, you know, and I trained her like from the jump and, you know, she, she and I, she and I communicated, you know, better than my ex-wife and I did <laughs> and far better than my ex-wife and I did. And, uh, and, and so, you know, that I, you know, that you realize like, you know, she was always happy to see me. She always did whatever I asked her to do. And, you know, she was a lot of fun to play with. And, you know, and she was always, she was always right there. She's like, Hey, what do you want? What, what, what are we doing boss? You know, what's next? And it's like, and then all of a sudden just slap, you know, it's over with in her case, she, she wandered over to the neighbors and drank some, uh, antifreeze. Oof. So she, so she, yeah, but you know, you know, and that's partially on me, which didn't make it any easier. So, oof. Yeah. Well, I never understood why people get Great Danes for dogs. They only they only last about eight years. They got an eight really? year shelf life. Yeah, Great Danes because of their size, they have heart issues, and hmm. their their shelf life about eight or nine years. About half of the average dog. I think I think golden retrievers just die out because they're too they're so codependent almost it's like they are so they are so emotionally needy because they just want you know they just want constant constant attention and in my case it was easy because you know when i wasn't around she had the kids to play with and you know usually one of the kids particularly nick jr was always you know was always all about the dog so kind of like women today guys you know you know red-pilled guys 
talk about box wine and, you know, cat lady. And yet I'm like, dude, have you actually gone out on a bunch of dates? Because I have. And there's only been like one chick who had a dog and a cat. I've not yet, not saying they don't exist, but I've not matched and gone out with a cat woman. But, Mm. you know, I could do a whole fucking episode where I start naming names and dates and all that shit. And it would take 17 hours to talk about the dog women because they all... They all have a fucking dog. And, and it like ties that. into what you just said, Nick. The, the cat last, women. That's five or six women I've gone out with have had dogs. The cat women, my experience has been, aren't that much of a problem because cats are generally self sufficient you know, and don't yeah, get you know, I like to see every now and then. I like the fact you give me food, but you know, let's not go crazy with this thing. But that's right. Like, this- the relationship go go fuck yourself i dated this i dated this one chick who had not only you know rescued a dog but rescued a crazy fucking chihuahua and and this fucking dog you know i used to i used to bare my teeth and growl at it you know just to you know just (laughs) to try to freak it the fuck out because this this dog was a pain in my ass uh, they're all cock blockers. I'm telling you what. I know they absolutely are. You get a dog that lives with a single woman, even oh. if she has, even if she has kids or whatever. It's like, and the and she treats, you know, she treats, you know, these, you know, all you fucking people out there. Now there are some cases where it's okay to put clothes on your dog, like you know, if you're if you've got a bird dog and you're taking it out in heavy brush and you want to put like some you know, ripstop Gore-Tex on it so it doesn't get burrs all up in its fur. And you want to put some, you know, those little booties on their feet so they don't get thorns in their paws. You know, I I understand that. You know, if it's particularly cold and your dog doesn't have a lot of fur and it's wintertime and you live, you know, someplace stupid like, you know, north of Tennessee and in America, and you know you you know you you want to put something on your dog to help you know keep it warm when it goes out and takes a piss you know okay whatever that's you know but people that you know dress up their dogs in PJs and holiday holiday clothes and all this other stuff you people are fucking insane you know calling your dog your fur baby and you know doing all the other shit you do with it and and, and everything else you know it's like you're, you're fucking nuts yeah my girlfriend uh, she bought a uh what do they call it a dachshund he's a pure purebred dachshund for like she spent like over two grand on him because it's purebred and that dog cock blocks her whenever i'm at the at her house because mm-hmm. he doesn't he doesn't even see her anymore and it pisses her off a little bit she gets a little upset about it and it frustrates her oh hell i was i was dating this chick who had that crazy chihuahua and and she want and she never trained the goddamn thing or she never paid to have it trained and i'm a big believer in disciplining your kids and disciplining your dogs all right and you know i love them but to me if you love them you discipline them because that's that's better for everybody and and them included and and the and she would you know i would i would sleep over at her house and i'd wake up in the middle of the night 
and the fucking chihuahuas between my head and her head on the pillows with this fucking ass in my face. And I, and I, I pick that fucker up and I drop him on the floor and he'd start, you know, screeching and yelping because the bed was so high. He couldn't get up in the bed without like a stool or something there, or if you had to lift him up in there. And so I'd just leave him down there and he would start yipping and yapping. And I'd say, look, you can put the dog in the bathroom and lock him out or I'm going the fuck home because this is ridiculous. And, you know, it was shit like that. And finally, you know, finally at the end of it, I was like, you know, you need to, you know, you just need to fuck your dog. You know, <laughs> you're going to wake up with pink eye one day. <laughs> oh God. Right. I mean, it was like, it was the crazy, you know, you wake up and you see this, you know, tiny toy dog's ass in your face. And, you know, you're like, this is fucking, what the fuck is this? This is I mean, fucking, yeah. I, I mean, I loved my dog. She went everywhere with me, you know, but she didn't sleep in my fucking bed. Thank you. You know, it's you. like, Thank you know, you. I, I, I love you. I'm going to take good care of you but you're still a dog. You know, I own you. This is not an equal relationship here. And the people these days that treat their dogs like they're, you know, some sort of, you know, equals under the law or something is insane. Well, the only time my dog ever slept with me was a couple of years ago, whenever it froze down here in Texas really hard and the electricity went out and it was literally sub freezing inside my house. So, and he's, he's short hair. So, but that was more of like a, if I didn't do that, he would have died. Kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I think you're getting to be a softy bull. But after just, that, he just he sleeps on the floor. Like, every right, time Nick says, you know, you got to drink. Jesus. Right. Every time oh. Vince says, I want to suck your dick, you need to drink. That's the real. <laughs> That's the real drinking game. If you want to destroy your liver in you know thirty days or less, Jesus. Everybody yeah, wonders. Right. Everybody week. wonders why I won't go on any of these fucking meetups. That's your answer right there. <laughs> <laughs> real quick i want to get through a couple of these super chats but i want to keep talking about this because it reminds me of pretty much every fucking woman i've met in the last 20 years non-stop dre for the two dollars rob talking about morality how ironic hashtag pita hashtag softy thank you sir so there was another one here it is Oh, wait, what the fuck? All right. So Dark Knight, the fact that you're throwing money at it, I got to bring it up. So Dark Knight Dev for the $5 super chat. Thank you, sir. Now, I'm going to sound white as fuck as I say this. Just giving you guys a heads up cheesecake factory is trending on x slash twitter because some below mid shakita got mad or is it shakita i think it's shakita 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 all right well yeah. god we sound like a bunch of white guys we got mad because her date took her there now people are arguing about dinner dates no i i saw the videos i saw the two there was like a part one and a part two Part one was her doing her TikTok thing going, uh-uh, ain't getting out of the car. And Paco, or Jesus, was like, what's going on? Oh, you're filming this. And she's like, I ain't getting out here for no chain restaurant. Uh-uh. <laughs> so he got back in the car and she kept going. And he's like, hey, I'm taking your ass home, bitch. That's what Good. I 
Uh, well, I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, man, I've had an incident like this 20 plus years ago before TikTok, before smartphones, before videoing and, and quoting everything on the Internet. And all I could think is, wow, this guy actually took you home. That's that's mighty. <laughs> that's because Winning. I've had. Yeah. You know, I'm like, wow, he, he let you off easy. He let you down easy, girl. Because when I had a similar incident before the internet, we're going back to like, we're going to take the way back machine here, kids. Peabody and Sherman, we're taking the way back machine to like 1996. I had a date and I took her out. You know, I picked her up, took her out because, you know, I'm a blue pilled beta schmuck. Take her out to dinner. And we had to wait around because it's fucking busy and... Everybody, you know, they're short staffed, all that shit. You know, we waited around for like fucking 45 minutes. We finally get seated. We order our food. And this woman is like, I need to check on my kids. Yes, 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 kids. She was a single mom. Is that okay? And I'm like, yeah, go ahead. <clears throat> so she does. And that's like two and a half minutes. She calls up. Hey, babysitter, how's the kids? They're fine. They didn't turn down the house? No. Okay, good. Hangs up. We're waiting around. The, the waiter comes around, finally takes our order. And while we're waiting around, we're, we're talking. We're having, we're having a few laughs. We're having a good time. And then she gets a text. It's from her bestie. And she's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to make a phone call real quick. Is that all right? I'm like, okay. So she does. And she's talking to her bestie. And then here comes the appetizer and the main course. And she's still on the phone. And I start wolfing it down. Just fucking shovel that shit in. The waiter comes out as they do. You know, hey, how's everything? You know, they do this like mid-course. You know, when your mouth's full of food, all that shit. They come out to, hey, how's everything? Is it good? And you always tell them, of course. You know, and then they never come back until it's time to, for the check. And I just remember the waiter came out after the the wait. The wait. You know, I'm so sorry we're short-staffed, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, ah, it's all good, my man. No problem. I'm wolfing this shit down. I get done. She's still on the phone. And the waiter comes out. Hey, how's everything? And I'm like, ah, it's great. Can I get the check? And that was about the time that she and he both shit their pants. She's shitting her pants for one reason. He's shitting his pants for another. He's like, oh my God, is the food not good? You know what? And I'm like, no, 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 bro. You're fine. You're good. The food's good. The You're great. I understand it's short, you know, I get it. I just want the check. She hung up, looked at me and was like, and I just looked at her and I'm like, what? He comes back with the check. I start looking at it. And this is where I was nice, like Paco, you know, where he took her home. I paid for the meal. I did. I paid for her meal and mine. Fucking looked at the check, fucking flipped out the money, gave him a 20% tip because he did the best he could do given the circumstances, not his fault. And she's like, what's going on? And I'm like, I'm leaving, you know, clearly you want to talk to your girlfriend and fuck, I got shit to do. And she's like, well, how am I going to get home? I'm like, call your bestie, have her come get you. 
<laughs> and I fucking left. Okay. Now, if I had been a real alpha male or a sigma, I had a left her with her half the bill minimum. But I oh, didn't. Shit. If you were a, if you were a true sigma, you would have told the waiter she was paying the bill, and then you would have shivved her in the side right between the ribs before you walked out the door. That's what actually, a real sigma does. Actually, as a real sigma, I had left her at the bill, and I'd have said, hey, "I'm going to go to use the bathroom," and then I'd have left. That's a real sigma. A real sigma would have thrown her on the floor, dropped his drawers, and taken a shit on her chest. That's what a real sigma would have done. Well, yeah, there's that. That's where guys <laughs> yep, I'm a beta jump. But I did leave her at the restaurant. I left her there. I was like, hey, you know, she's like, what's going on? And I'm like, I'm fucking leaving. You know, you want to hang, you know, you, clearly you would rather talk to your girlfriend than me. So I'm fucking leaving. You know, here's the bill. I paid it. Enjoy the meal. Bye. And what am I supposed to do? Call your girlfriend. Have her come get you. And you I know, the, the, the crazy thing is, you know, like from 2016 to 2000, early to like 2019 to the end of 2019. That was that was my that was my big dating period. And I dated a lot of chicks and I mm. fucked a lot of chicks. At least at least two a year, you know, enough to draw green lines on. Anyway, a lot of this shit that everybody complains about, like the worst thing any woman ever did with me as far as as a dinner went. And this wasn't even dinner. This was this was a chick that I I took to my usual. There's this little little area in town. I had like my three, you know, my three stops bouncer from one to two to three. This one, we never even left one because I, I, you know, she didn't need it. You know, she was all into it. And I, you know, this was mainly a bar with a little, with a few tables in the back for sitting down and eating. But we just, you know, we stood up at, you know, some, at a bar table in the front and mainly just had drinks, but I ordered a bunch of appetizers because we were drinking a lot. So I bought, you know, right. several appetizers. So, you know, she wouldn't be stumbled down drunk because she was skinny and, and the worst, and this is the worst thing, the worst dinner horror story that I've got is that when the check came, the dude came and put it on the table, like equidistant between us. And I just, you know, I sat there and ignored it, you know, just kept talking and shit. And uh, I said, well, we better, I said, well, we better pay and get out of here. And I was paying because I was the one who invited her out. And that's the you know, that's, that's the, you know, if I, if I invite somebody out to do something, you know, the implication is that I'm, I'm paying for it because I'm the one who extend the invitation. And that's just, you know, basic to me, that's just basic manners. If, you know, especially if you're digging with chicks, so I was going to, you know, I was going to pay it anyway. And, you know, she, she looked at the checks. She said, well, she said, well, you know, you're going to get that right because you're the one who invited me. <laughs> And I just didn't even, I didn't even respond to it. I just dropped the, you know, I just dropped my card on it and kept talking and finishing my drink. And, you know, that was spurgy, but it, you know, it wasn't, you know, I was still going to fuck her. You know, it's not like I was like, oh my God, I'm so offended now. I'm just going to, I'm going to let you take a cab home or some shit like that, you know, but 
you know, to me, that's the worst thing that ever happened. And, you know, I, I don't even regard that as being all that bad because, you know, yeah, I don't, I don't expect anybody to be perfect if, if all I'm, if all I'm doing is, you know, just, you know, having a good time anyway. So she sounds like she's been stuck with the bill a few times. Well, she's, she's the one who was the PhD in psychology, right? So oh, she, and she shit. was a, she was an associate professor at a university. She was making, six figures she had money you know her she was getting divorced and uh you know they lived in a nice house she wasn't hurting for dough or anything or didn't seem to be but you know i think it was but it was more you know she was one of those she was one of those very spurgy chicks that that tend to be a lot like dudes and they just over talk and they vocalize their thoughts way more than they should and they don't know how to shut up and i don't know if she thought that i was just hesitating because i was expecting her to pay or whatever it was, but I just chalked it up to, you know, she's nervous and kind of a spurg, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to fuck her. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you know, it's like, I don't, I don't expect you to be perfect. I just expect you to be fun. And, uh, you know, that was the only unfun thing she did that night. So you don't have you to know. be perfect, but you can sure as hell take the Chrome off trailer hitch. That's a good right. Thing. Right. Right. So, you know, she, she was the one that came back to the house and, you know, I used to keep, you know, back in my, you know, somewhat player days, I always kept a bottle of white wine in the fridge. I kept a bottle of Prosecco in the fridge and I kept a bottle of red, you know, out on the, out on the bar and, uh, or the liquor cabinet. And, uh, you know, that kind drank that whole bottle of Chardonnay and then she drank the whole bottle of Prosecco in like an hour. <laughs> God damn. Yeah, she was drunk as shit. Jesus. Well, you know, that ties into a couple of things, for me at least. So, number one, then this goes back to the whole coffee date versus drinks, okay? My experience with coffee dates, it's like I said, it's, oh, where it's a job interview. And that's for me. I aspire to be Nick August, okay? Where if I can get him out for drinks... I'm going to find out one, you know, hey, yeah, we're, we're going to go out. We're going to talk about our Tinder dates, all that shit. And I'm also going to know if they're sloppy drunks. Okay. And I also have my own little code of conduct when I first meet a woman, which is I go out, you know, I ask her out, whatever. Hey, let's meet up for drinks. One, it gives me a good impression. One, it weeds out the the women who are in recovery because I've met enough of them, okay? I've, I've had women who hid that from me and we go out on a date, they don't drink, which is fine. You know, they, they got to get up to go to work in the morning. They got to go home to their kids, whatever. It doesn't matter. But then later, they're like, they're saying shit to me like, Rob, I can't afford another relapse. And I'm like, oh shit. Okay. Now maybe they're letting me off easy. Then again, maybe not. Maybe that's legit. You know, they they went out thinking I could I could be around booze. I could be around a guy who drinks booze because I'll drink booze all goddamn day and night and have a good time because I don't have a problem with it. But then they're the ones later to go, you know, I can't afford another relapse. And it's like, oh, fair enough. Bye, because I'm not going to change. I'm okay with how I am and who I am. Okay, but I can tell 
from, you know, talking, sitting there, having a drink with them, if it's going to go well or not. And I always started off, it's the hourglass. It's that flipping the hourglass. You get it, Nick. You get it, Bull. It's the hourglass. They show up. I show up. We're at the bar. Have a drink. And the minute I take that first sip, the fucking hourglass is on. But for me, it's how fast do I get through the drink? If I fucking turn around and take my, you know, piss water Bud Light and I fucking pound it and don't have another one, yeah, the date's over after I drink that one and only beer. Well, hey, it's been nice. It's been real. It's been fun, but it hasn't been real fun. Now, if I choose to have a second drink, eh, things are going pretty well. All right. I don't typically go past three because then I can get sloppy, but two, not a problem. If I, if I order another one, whether she knows it or not, that's, that's a good sign. If she orders another one, even better, because then she gets kind of, you know, she leans into it. She gets loose and it's like, Oh, good. Now I get to see who you are because in Vino Veritas, Okay. And is, is she the sloppy drunk? Is she trying to pick fights? Is she having her dad issues? Is she starting to talk about her dog? Which I'm going to come back to the dog thing in a second here, kids. The whole, they're, they're not cat ladies, they're dog people. Okay. She'll have her drinks and, you know, sometimes things work well. And I, you know, rip off bull rush and tell the girl, so what do you want to do? And she's like, I don't know. What do you want to do? I'm like, you want to come over and pet my cat? And the next thing you know, we're fucking because, hey, shit just happens. This is why I prefer drinks over coffee, just for this reason alone. But Nick has given me inspiration, aspiration to be better, to quit being a piece of shit and be better. Now, going back to... Women are dog owners. Every woman I've met has had a cat and a dog to one degree or another, but all of them have had dogs. And to quote uh, the dog whisperer, Caesar, Caesar Chavez, you know, he'd always get on, you know, it's, there's no such thing as a bad dog. There's a bad, bad dog owner. And I remember watching that back in the days when I was married to my ex-wife. She too was a dog owner. Just, just saying. And, you know, people would reach out to him, you know, my dog's fucking neurotic and all this. And he'd say, well, you got to run the motherfucker. And I agree. But if you have a neurotic dog, it's not because the dog's neurotic, not even chihuahuas. As neurotic as those motherfuckers are, same with dachshunds, not, as neurotic as they can be, it's not the dog breed, it's the dog owner. And so... Women I've met, oh, you have a dog. Color me shocked. Color me surprised. You all fucking own dogs. A Walt, all women are like that. How neurotics the dog tells me about their, you know, how, who they are, who the, who the owner is. So the belly dancer has a dog, a little Maltese. Fucker likes to lick. But otherwise, that's, that's his only like neurosis. Okay. Fucker likes to lick. He wants to lick the paint off my arm, you know, lick the paint. All right, fuck it. You know, that's cool. The dog's excited to see when I show up because I'm the only motherfucker in the house that'll let him lick my, you know, try to lick the paint off. Go ahead, dude. But when it's time for sex, when it's time for fucking, he lays in his little bed and doesn't say a word. 
he doesn't mind. He's like, oh, you guys are doing your thing. You're doing the beast with two backs. That's okay. He doesn't care. He doesn't want to be on the bed. Dude, I have a video of that. I'm just saying. Yeah. You wait for the next one. But then again, when I was with Velvet, she had her pit bull. And he's a great dog. 150 pounds of pure fucking muscle. Fucking dog would drag me around the house when I'm playing tug of war with him. I'm like, I'm about to say, that's a good, that's a good deer. I'll tell you what, that <laughs> but she let that dog sleep in her bed when I wasn't there. And so she'd have to kennel that motherfucker to, you know, to hat tip to bull rush. Hey, that, that kennel's pretty large for a dog. It ain't for the dog. Well, this one was that son of a bitch would fucking sit out there and scream bloody murder while I'm getting it on. And it would be a one big distraction after another. And that's why I'm like, man, dogs are cock blocks. Okay. But the dog is fine. I, I'm no shade at the dog. The dog's fine. It's the dog owner. Okay. Again, I, you know, little Maltese and he's chill. Oh, you guys are going to fuck. Cool. All right. I'm going to just lay here in my bed and take a nap. Then we have the pit bull in a kennel because otherwise he wants to be in the bed and he's screaming like he's being murdered. And I'm like, well, you know, the dog owner is kind of neurotic. She's kind of fucked up in her own way. And that's okay. It's not judgment. It's just observation. That's and when you, that's when you kennel that dog, you, you have it face you in the bed and you do her from behind while you're both facing the dog. And you're both looking that dog right in the eyes while you're doing her. Well, you know, dog a lesson. To, to, to take one from Vince, you know, he had a girl who had a dog and he's fucking the girl and the dog ends up fucking him on the leg. Mm, that sounds like Vince. It does. And it's the, the, the stupidest that kind of real fucking story that I've ever heard in my life that at the moment it's going on, you're laughing because I'm banging the chick and the dog's banging me. <laughs> it's funny as fuck at the moment, but then later you're like, what, what the fuck? You probably tip that chick an extra 20 bucks for the dog. <laughs> <laughs> Show up with an extra 20 and a bag of kibble over his shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, not to out Vince him. is a gentleman. <laughs> he is, but not to out him here, but he took the cat of nine tails to the dog for a minute. Lightly, gently, but he kind of whipped the dog. You know, it's like, God damn. <laughs> <laughs> this is the part where, you know, right here, Vince said it, going to town on my goddamn leg. Okay, that's like the epitome. That's that's where when he told me that, I'm just like, man, it literally, I mean, it can if you really want to go there, but but realistically, that's about as bad as it gets. Yeah. And I because at least I can say, man, I've never had a dog fucking my leg while I'm fucking the owner. I've not had that. I've had the dog screaming bloody murder in the background. I've had the dog try to jump up on the bed and I'm like, boom, you know, fucking backhand, get the fuck off here. I've had that, but I've never had this. I've you know, never that, had this. 
that chick with the chihuahua when he would get frustrated because you know she and i were you know snuggling on the couch or whatever and wouldn't let him you know get in the middle of the sandwich cock blockers he would he had this he had this stuffed bunny that squeaked and he would fuck <laughs> he would fuck that bunny no lie he would he would get on that bunny and he would start fucking it. You know, we'd be we'd be laying on the couch making out. There's a football game on the on the TV, and uh, then we start hearing this. He's he's oh fucking that God. dog and making it squeak. <laughs> I used to, I used to have video of that shit. I deleted it when I deleted her. But you know, it was it was some crazy shit, man. Oh, dude, that reminds me of a friend of mine. His name was Kelly. His mom had this. I don't even know what it was. Had the beard and kind of curly hair, but it wasn't a poodle. It was something else, okay? But the fucking dog's name was Woody. I remember this. Yeah, yeah, you guys are laughing because you already know the punchline, okay? This fucking dog, to go off you, Nick, he had a toy, and I don't remember what the hell it was now because we're going back like 40 fucking years ago or almost 40 years ago. But Woody had this toy and he'd fuck it. And and Kelly'd be like, hey, 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 stop it. And Kelly's dad would be like, hey, 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 stop that shit. And the mom would be like, oh, oh, no, no, no. Leave him alone. You know, he's got to find his pleasure, too. And this fucking dog would jizz on this fucking thing. And and I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? Okay, you know, Woody's over there just going to town on his little stuffed, whatever the fuck it was, his little pink crayon sticking out. And it's just like, <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? And dad and Kelly are both like, hey, knock that shit off. Mom's like, oh, no, 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 leave him alone. He needs his pleasure too. And it's just like, oh, fuck. This is how I know if you want to know how the woman is, how is she with the dog? Okay. If the dog's a fucking neurotic fucking mess, tells you everything you need to know. Yep, absolutely. If, if the dog's kind of chill and you're like, I didn't know the dog was there. Hey, well, that tells you everything you need to know. And women are dog owners over cat owners because the whole loyalty and I'm just here to do whatever. They're like a big baby. And yeah. so oh, I can do this where cats are assholes. You know, that's why I have cats. I don't have dogs because my cat, you know, no longer plural, but my cat's an asshole. And it's like, ah, you're going to do your thing, whatever. You want your attention when you want it. But I guarantee you, if I'm taking some woman home to bed, the cat's not getting up and fucking my leg in the middle of sex. It's not happening. Yeah, as a rule, dogs are emotional. Cats are, you know, the old joke is that, you know, dogs have masters and cats have staff. And that's kind of how it plays out. Yeah, it really and, is. And that's, you know, that's that's the that's the value and the utility of both of both as pets, right? Because a cat, you know, you set it free, let it control the rodent population and all that kind of shit. And it's going to hang out because it, it recognizes that you've got shit that it needs and that it can do for you. And, you know, and, and they're mainly logistical. You know, but, you know, it, dogs are just so much more social and needy in a lot, you know, to a lot of it, uh, to a strong degree for most, at least for most of the, you know, domestic breeds and really most of the hunting breeds are too, you know, sporting dogs tend to be very, very social and very emotional and, you know, 
they're just they're just eminently trainable too at the same time and so you know that's where their value is i do want to say one thing about the whole coffee date thing because the you know the thing that irritates me about all this shit that happens on you know that you see on twitter is that everybody ends up you know taking this shit and you know turning it into dogma no pun intended. And but they they end up getting so dogmatic about it. And I and I agree, you know, your first choice is an evening date, you know, doing doing adult shit or at least doing with an adult vibe to it. You know, and and my point is that if if you know what you're doing, you can make pretty much anything sexual if you if you know what you're doing. It's mm-hmm. just about it's just about, you know, getting that way from the beginning. And, and my strongest, you know, my one of my strongest held, you know, dogmas myself is that game is not for the chick. Game is for you. Because yes. what game does is keeps you from doing stupid shit than making you step on your own dick. And it just simply, you know, makes it easier to, you know, bring her to the point where she wants to have sex. And the, you know, so my thing about, you know, I've had afternoon date. We were talking about this before the show. I've had afternoon dates and coffee dates, and they've pretty much all led to sex anyway, because I was I made because I made everything about sex right from the beginning mm. in a you know in a in a non spurgy you know non you know creepy way. But you know that's it was obvious that hey, I'm here to have fun. I'm here to fuck. And if you're if you're doing that, you know, we talked about that before the show. And, you know, one chick in particular who, you know, she wanted to meet up. It was uh, I told her let's meet up on a Wednesday and she had to be home by, you know, dark because that's when her daughter got home. So, you know, we met in the afternoon for coffee at some place where we could walk around and do other shit. And, you know, the same rules applied as, you know, at night, if you're meeting somebody, excuse me for drinks. And we ended up back at home. Now, I say that, you know, to also say this was at the point where I had gotten everything down to pretty much, a, excuse me, a routine. And I knew what I was doing. So, like, if you're if you're if you're like new to the whole thing, then I can understand why not doing the coffee date thing is preferable for a newbie because you're you don't you know, you're you're so you're so happy that some chick wants to talk to you that you know, you're practically coming in your pants from that. So if that's the case, you're not going to be able to turn, you're probably not going to be able to turn that into a sexual thing and you're going to be in her frame the whole time. So I can understand why people push for the evening night date. And I do too, but that's not always possible. And so, but if it's not possible, it doesn't mean you have to take an L and just say, oh, we're going to go on this coffee date. And that means X, Y, Z. You know, to me, a coffee date just means you're getting more caffeine so you can go harder once we get in the bedroom. You know, that's what a coffee date is. And and so, you know, if you go in with that attitude from the beginning, yeah, it may not work every time. But again, my and, you know, this goes back to, you know, I had my whole routine down where, you know, we've talked about it before where I was like, you know, typically I drove for the number and would give her a phone call to actually set up the date if I could. Because my experience has been, if you talk on the phone before the date, she's either not gonna flake or she's much less likely to flake. Mm-hmm. Now, you can have all kinds of theories about why that is, and I do too, but the fact of the matter is, just in terms of data, that's what worked for me. So that's why I did it that way. 
And so, you know, the ironic thing in this particular case is that she and I never talked on the phone. All we did was text. And mm. and we still, you know, we met up at three in the afternoon. And, you know, she had already she had already met the guy that she ended up marrying. And I've talked about that before, too. But she still, you know, drove 45 minutes to meet me for coffee and come back to my house because she wanted to, you know, when am, when am I going to get to hear you play your guitar? And so she came back to the house. And of course, the guitar never came out of the case. And right. and, you know, so, I mean, you know, you, you get that's that's but to me, that's the whole point. You have to start out with sort of a rigid structure because mm-hmm. you don't know what you're doing anyway. So something is better than nothing. But then as as time goes on, you should get good enough to where, you know, you can turn anything into a prelude to sex because that's what you're there to do. And, mm-hmm. you know, you're not if you're not giving off, you know, beta relationship vibes. And I don't say that in a in a in a negative way, because as, as at least you and I have talked privately, you know, once you get into a relationship with somebody in particular, you know, you gotta, you gotta be a little beta sometimes because, you know, that's what the chick needs, but, you know, but comfort. That's right. Right. And, you know, comfort and, you know, if you're committed, it's, you know, commitment shit and there's no reason not to give her some of that. But when you're, you know what, it's right at the beginning of somebody you don't even know very well or not, you know, you want, you know, you want to fuck. And so if that's, if that's your agenda, you know, it's the old adage, the old project management adage of if you aim at nothing, you'll hit it every time, you know, you should have a, you should have a goal in mind. And my goal was always, man, I want to get laid. And, you know, sometimes this was on business trips where I was only in town for a couple of days so we had to take our time where we could get it. And, you know, I had to relieve her of her anxiety as much as was necessary about meeting some strange man who's, you know, twice her size and might kill her. You right. know, take, tra- fucking shallow grave. Right. Translate that into, yeah, I want to, you know, I'm just I'm just comfortable enough and just uneasy enough and ambiguous enough that I'll go back to his room with him. Sure. You know, so you so there's there's all of that to it. So, you know, it's not that I it's not that I think that the people who say that you should focus on, you know, an evening alcohol date are wrong. It's just that, you know, that applies to beginners and that applies to somebody with less experience. But, you know, at some point, you know, my my way of looking at was always I was I was dumb enough to not know that you couldn't do X, Y or Z. So I just, you know, I, I was always going for the same thing. So I just did whatever I thought would lead up to that. And eventually I got good enough at it that it worked most of the time. And, you know, but, you know, so, I mean, I think it's important for guys who preach that mm. to, to ex, you know, for, for me anyway, if, if I were that guy and I'm not, but my, my shtick would be, you know, game is primarily for you, not for her, because she's way ahead of you probably anyway. You know, oh, yeah. she's been she's had way more sex than you've had. She's had way more opportunities for sex than you had. And yeah. she had she flirts way more than you do. Right. So she knows what the score is. It's up to you not to fuck it up. Oh, And I would agree with that. That's the thing. Now. Now, you know, I have to say you're you're making me want to do coffee dates again. Just because the last time I did a coffee date, which granted has been at least 
six, seven years ago, maybe more. Okay. And every time I did one, it felt like a job interview. And two, she really wasn't all that from my perspective. But now I'm like, you know, I think I, I think I need to do the coffee date again. Just just to put the game, you know, the game, throw some air quotes around that on, you know, hard mode. Again, throw some quotation marks around that. Hard mode. All right. Because for me, this is why I have always advocated uh, drinking, you know, going to the bar, meet up, you know, in the evening. Okay. One, she's off work. Technically, typically, unless she's one of those night shift girls, one of those vampires. And then, yeah, good luck. You know, if you're a day walker like me, it's like, yeah, if you work the overnight shift, this is going to be rough. Okay. Not saying it's not possible, but it's going to be rough. I like the, the go out for drinks because, okay, you're off work. And if you have kids or whatever, you, you arranged a babysitter or they're old enough to at least hang out for a few hours and not burn the house down. So mom might need to check on them once and that's it just to make sure they didn't burn the house down. And I like it for the fact that one, it tells me, do you drink or is that a problem? Okay, and a problem, not for me, but for her. Is she on the road to recovery? Is she going the, the route of sobriety? Well, if that's her, her path, God bless, but you and I are not going to work. I've already learned that, okay? Because I'm not going to not drink if I don't want to. And I don't want to be the guy that, you know, causes a relapse. I don't want to be that guy either. So, okay. Does she drink or no? If she's not a drinker, I want to know why. Just for compatibility. Because I'm the guy that... <clears throat> it's okay to have one night stands. I've had plenty. But there's a lot of energy and a lot of logistics that go into having that one lay. Now, maybe Nick will disagree with me here. And that's why Nick's the master and I'm still the apprentice. Wait, disagree with you about what? Logistics when it comes to sex. A lot of energy, okay? Hmm. For me, getting the girl to the first lay is often the biggest hurdle. Now, I'm not saying every time all the time, but in my experience, I've spent way more time, way more energy getting her to that first lay, whether it's texting, phone calls, going out, having a few drinks, having some appetizers, whatever. Where if I get her past the first lay, after that it gets infinitely easier to go to the second lay, third lay. But that's also me. I'm not focusing on just one lay. I, I, I need to know that the first lay can be the most exciting but it's also sometimes the most disappointing and the most like a letdown in a way where if you get them to the second date, third, you know, you you get better is the only way I can describe it. If, if I'm going to fucking invest my time and energy in getting laid, I want to get laid more than once. That's me. I want to get laid two, three times minimum. I want some ROI. I want some return on investment. If I'm going to spend the time to 
to meet up with you and have a few drinks and get to know you and all all, all that shit. I want to know it's going to be ideally. I want to be I want to know that it's going to be more than just once. But that's me, okay? Every other guy is going to be different. You're going to have your own strategy, your own plan. But the hardest lay to me is the first lay. It takes the longest. But even that, hey, I've had women that showed up, no phone call, just text. And I said, hey, come over. And they did. But they're not the norm. The norm is, eh, we got to go out and have a couple of drinks Make sure she realizes I'm not going to fucking wear you as a skin suit and bury you in a shallow grave. And then the second time, yeah, let's fuck. All right. I put all this effort and time into it. Let's see if there's a third or fourth time. Because, hey, I, I want to fuck you more than once if it's good. And even if it's not, even if it's meh, it's average. There's no such thing as bad pizza, just some better than others. And I get it. You're self-conscious and I, I don't want the lights on or, well, no, bitch, we're having the lights on or at least some kind of light, whether it's a dark light or we're having a fucking lamp light on. I want to see what the hell's going on because I'm a visual dude, okay? But I want I want return on investment. I think so that... Go ahead, Nick. Well, I mean, I think the I think the big thing is that when you get more experienced, you start being able to read people better, you which do. is which is really, you know, and what we're talking about there is just is social skills, you know, and and like, yeah. you know, calibration and all that stuff, you know, people like, you know, Ryan always talks about, but you know, you 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 start you do this enough and you start realizing that, you know, a chick on a first date is is giving off one of three different vibes, you know, or whatever it is. And you start being able to recognize where you're at in the in the spectrum. And it becomes the kind of thing where you just I mean, it it's like I just I got to where I started realizing that there were because I started giving off the whole, you know, I'm not looking for a relationship. I just got divorced. I'm just your fun guy. Right. And so and so if women responded to, to the I'm just a fun guy vibe and they answered my call when I called them to set up a date, then pretty much unless I fucked it up or something weird happened, we were fucking on that first date and certainly on the second date if they're you okay. know if it went that way. And that's really that's really the way it ended up going. And I started realizing that the reason I wasn't getting first date lays and i was you know i was on that whole yeah we do this the first day we do this the second day then the third day we have sex you know the old trope that used to fly around i don't know if it still does it wasn't because she wasn't down it was because i was stuck in this mental model of this is how you progress things and then i started realizing that you know some of these chicks they just wanted to fuck and they and it wasn't because they were necessary you know i mean I guess it depends on what, how you define sluts, but you know, you know, we can, we can have a philosophical debate about that, but these are all chicks who were like, you know, stable, stable jobs, all this other kind of stuff. They just wanted to fuck, but they didn't, they wanted, they wanted to make sure that that wasn't going to ding their reputation. And so once you show them that, you know, you're that guy, the rules completely change that you're operating by. And so you can do that, you know, on a coffee date, on a, you know, fucking fresh squeeze lemonade date, which I've done. You know, you can do all that kind of shit if that's the curveball you're thrown. 
you know, once you realize that, you know, she's doing one of two things, she's or one of three things, I guess, you know, maybe she's just using you for, you know, entertainment and relief of boredom and all that stuff. I haven't really run into too much of that. Maybe she's, you know, but most likely she's either looking for somebody that she just wants to fuck for now and she can do that without being judged or she's like sniffing out a future relationship. But there are so many nuances to setting all this shit up. Is she just getting divorced? If so, chances are good. She's not interested in jumping right into another relationship. She's going to eat, pray, love for a year or something. And, you know, you get to be the eat, pray, love guy, you know, which is, which is my favorite thing to be was, you know, my sweet spot were chicks in their late thirties who were just going through their, their divorce and they had young kids and yeah, they were going to settle down eventually. But for right now they were cool just to, you know, they wanted to be that chick who just, you know, sort of did casual sex and whatnot. And she, but you know, she needs to know that, you know, you're going to be discreet, you're going to be cool, and you're not just going to be a spurk about it. And once you, once you get that shit across, it's ridiculous how easy it becomes to do that and to be that guy. And yeah, she's only going to fuck you two or three times and then you're done because, you know, she's eventually going to be like, yeah, you know, he's not, you know, he's just like every other dude. There's nothing necessarily, you know that puts him over the top unless she's looking for a relationship. So there's, there's all that kind of shit you do, but there's no algorithm and there's no formula that no. some guru can teach you how to get there. It's just, you gotta, you gotta start with the basics and you gotta put in the repetitions to get there. It's like everything else, because once you start doing it a lot, you know, it's like coaching baseball and throw that one in for the power dad. It's like coaching baseball. You do baseball tryouts or selections or whatever it is you do in your little league or wherever you're, you know, doing that. And you start saying, yeah, you know, these kids are basically one of three different types, one of three different skill levels, you know, one of three different attitudes. And it starts becoming fucking obvious after you've done it a few times. People are the same way, whether it's people you're hiring for your workplace or chicks that you're looking to, you know, date or, or whatever it is. You know, there's not 10,000 different things. It's just that everybody's got their specific combination of attributes and experiences and goals that you just have to learn how to sit there and be able to see what that is. And once you can, it all becomes pretty fucking easy and you don't have to be a douchebag about it. You don't have to be a spurg about it. You certainly don't have to be, you know, a, you know, saving the West, you know, Catholic Spartan ancient philosopher Marcus Aurelius about it, you know, it's not that difficult, but it's difficult to get there. And that's the thing. And most dudes don't want to get there because they're, you know, their egos are too fragile. They can't take the losses. They can't take the rejections. Or they're easy as fuck. Or yeah, that, you know, and then there are other dudes who, you know, they're just natural at it and it's always come easy to them and they're super good looking. And, you know, I've known dudes like that too. It's just like, it was effortless. You know, they constantly had chicks throwing panties at them and it was like, they didn't have to learn much because, you know, it was on, it was always on easy mode for them, at least until they got married. So, well, until they got married or until they hit 40. Okay. That's, I have a friend from college that, you know, 
going back to the holy, well, excuse me, the holy sixes, six foot, six pack abs, all that shit. He was that guy back in our 20s, back in my 20s. And so he won the genetic lottery and he was too fucking stupid to see it. And I was too fucking stupid to notice it back then. But, you know, he and I, we, we caught up here a few years ago. And the difference between being the, the guy who didn't win the lottery, that would be me, and the guy who won the lottery, that was him. And his experiences and, you know, guys hitting the wall type of shit. And I'm like, whoa, dude. Because he put on some weight. And he's not as he he's not the guy he was in his 20s. But the difference is he relied on his looks. He relied on his occupation at the time because he had a very specific occupation that afforded him a lot of the throwing panties, as you put it, Nick. So he did. He 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 indulged and enjoyed himself in his 20s, as he should. But that experience didn't carry over into his 40s and now his 50s. And he's telling me this here, you know, a year or so ago. And I'm just like, whoa. Knowing what he's dealing with now compared to, you know, his rock star 20s. And I'm like, damn, dude. Yeah, you you went way ahead of me and you had the world, you know, the world is yours, you know, the world is your oyster. But I learned game because there was no alternative. Yeah. I would rather be me than be him, given what I know about where he's at compared to where I'm at and where I was a year ago or so when I talked to him. It's like Oh, damn, dude. Sucks to be you. And that's every, all I can say. Every, every one of my friends who are all, for the most part, you know, middle-aged dudes that are around my age, few who are younger, late 30s, early 40s, which is approaching mm -hmm. middle age, I guess. They Most of them all have the same, you know, it's like... It's like the same story. They they fantasize about all this kind of shit, but they're, you know, they're married to chicks who who, you know, their their sex lives are all, you know, basically, you know, it's it's a routine and it's all this other stuff. And that's a whole other topic because I can go into what marriage oh is supposed to be. Oh my god. Yeah. I can I can mm -hmm. go into what marriage is supposed to be and how, you know, it doesn't it, you know, it can be good, but that doesn't mean it's gonna, you know, the sex life of a married guy and the sex life of a single guy, you know, tend to Two be very, world. very, very, very different. <laughs> and you have to be married to a rare chick and, very. and, and you have to have, you know, your act really together in order to make, make that something, you know, more than what it is, but it is what it is. Look, I was married 20 years, you know, and my, my ex-wife's cute, you know, she's, you know, it's like little Spurg. She's no raving, you know, beauty. She's no supermodel, but she's cute. Nice body, you know, which is, which is all I, you know, uh, as far as that goes, that's all I require. And, and, you know, you know, but, you know, you fuck the same person for 20 years. It's not that it's not good, but it's only going to be, you know, it's only going to be so great, particularly if you're, you're a dude and you're, you know, interested in variety. But I think everybody's, yeah. 
everybody who's been married for 10 years, you know, has a highlight reel going at one time or another because you just, you know, because we're evil, hairless apes, as Terrence Pop likes to say. And we've got we've got all kinds of, you know, ingrained desires that we don't like to talk about at cocktail parties. And, you know, and that, you know, that's that's that. But, you know, the there's a there's a uh, there's a there's a trend going around with, you know, and I see it talked about on Twitter a lot. And I hear this from a lot of my married friends, you know, as well. It's like, you know, the the idea is to throw shade at whoever's not like you. And so if you're not married, you know, because I've, I've got friends that, you know, I will be talking about shit and I'll tell them about some of my dating experiences. And some of them, they don't come right out and say it. But my impression is they just flat don't believe me at right. all. Yeah. When I tell them about some of the shit that I've done. Yeah. And, you know, and they're like, well, she either has to weigh 300 pounds or she's got to be ugly as fuck. Neither of which, you know, or they're straight up lying. Right. Or you're right. Right. Or I'm just, you know, or I'm just making it up. Yeah. You're just making shit up. And so they'll come out with the, with the usual, you know, hell, I even had, you know, one of my sons did this. When I was talking to them about, you know, because they were asking me questions. So I was telling them about dating experiences I was having. And one of my sons, you know, to my chagrin was just like, he didn't use the word degenerate. He used another word, but he was like, <laughs> you know, he was basically like, you know. And you're a degenerate. <laughs> you're, you're, a, so you're a degenerate who's just abusing women. And I was like, well, oh, I mean, you're, you're, you're Bukowski. Yeah. If you, if you want to look at it that way, go ahead and look at it that way. That's not actually the way it is. You're just too young to know better. You don't have any, you don't have the experience in it. Nope. And you have, you have a lot of covert contracts, whatever yourself. Now, I didn't necessarily oh. use that language, yeah. but, Fine. you know, we talked about it because he's, he's the one who was, you know, he got married when he was 20 for against my you know Your against count. my counsel and guidance and <laughs> and you know but like everything else with my kids you know there's always a few years go by and then they come back with you know you know you were basically god damn I, see, I see what you're saying i wish i'd have listened to you at that time kind of stuff <laughs> now i'm not you know he hasn't done that with the marriage thing but i think no, that not yet I think that he can't because when you have to admit that to yourself, that's a hard, that's oh, a hard man. one to have to that's have to swallow. Hard look in the fucking mirror. That's right, you know. That's a hard look in the mirror. Yeah. But you know, he's done he's done it with everything else. But my point is 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 just that, you know, there's, you know, we get so wrapped up in our own myopic, you know, sort of not only worldview but our our need to to justify ourselves and to believe that, you know, our, our way is the way. And, you know, that's the well, thing that I always bristle the against. The, the, my way is the way. Right. Just because, <laughs> right. Because like the, you know, it's, it's like, you know, I'm in a unique position because I've been married and I've been divorced. I've been successful at dating. I've been less successful at dating. You know, I have one kid that I made. I have one kid who I adopted. You know, so I've done a lot of shit and I've seen how it plays out and I've seen how it plays out with my friends and it all pretty much goes more or less the same. Oh and, you know, this is this is where this is where, you know, the scene from Hunt for Red October when <laughs> when they're getting hunted down in the submarine 
and somebody fires a missile at him and Sean Connery instructs the sub driver to turn towards the missile and go at it full speed. And they're all like, you're what? going, what the fuck are you doing? And, you right. know, and then they, then they, then the missile finally hits them and it, it didn't go a long enough distance to arm its explosives. Right. Exactly. So it just bounced <laughs> off the hull. Yep. And, you know, the American commander, you know, looks at, you know, Jack Ryan. He's like, that's combat tactics, Dr. Ryan. And that's why you want experienced guys running your shit, because the experienced guys have been through enough that they know what combat tactics are. Whereas a lot of the younger guys and shit who are who are convinced all that they're they brilliant and have it all figured out, but they really don't. And right. so you got to, you know, so there's there's a lot of depth there that gets lost on younger dudes who haven't who haven't just done it enough, which is why, you know, you got to give them hard and a hard and fast outline to start from so that they can. And that hard and fast outline keeps them from stepping on their own dicks long enough to that they can get some experience and then they can start improvising and then they can start applying it to all of the you know, edge cases that aren't covered by the outline and the guru's course or the guru's book or whatever. And then they can get more into and then they can be more successful at it if that's something they want to be more successful at. Oh, dude. You know what this sounds like to me, Nick? A just notes thing for the the guys. That's right. Whatever <laughs> happened to that? <laughs> no, no, I haven't forgotten. I got caught up in going and doing Village by the Sea. Hmm. But this, the combat tactics, as you call it, going into the torpedo, fucking full steam ahead, head on. That sounds like something that the paying guys would in, would appreciate. Yeah, maybe so. I, dude, no. There's things that I've done, just like you, that I'm like, oh, shit. Fucking just lean into it. Fucking go straight on, head on, fuck it. Just go straight into it as fast as you can. Rip the Band-Aid off and fuck it. Just go. I'm thinking that's that's going to be our next uh, Just Notes for the, the members. Because guys don't get it. Most of them don't. That it's like, you're going to do well better if you just lean into it and just go, ah, fuck it. You, you pull a Sean Connery and you say, oh... Just turn straight into that torpedo and full fucking ballast ahead. Fucking hit it straight on as fast as we can. And most guys are going to be like, are you fucking nuts? And it's like, just trust me. Yeah. yeah. Dude, do you have anything else you want to add before we call it? Not really, except look for my book on Dread, which should be out a week before Ryan's. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to love this, Nick. Now, it's ironic that Bull had to go. But I have the I have our outro for tonight's episode, kind of like the intro, just for tonight. But here's tonight's outro. <laughs> Down, 